0: So welcome to another episode of Streamed and Screamed. <laughs> this is the uh, Oscars follow-up episode. You can go back and hear our previous episodes where we talk about all of our predictions and, and whatnot. This is also the, the fastest I think I have ever jumped into the intro as a means of curbing any pre-recording chit-chat. <laughs> uh, we got Bruce Miller and Jared Burnett, uh
1: and... Uh, Bruce, let's, uh, what do you think about the winners here last night? Oh, you know, I am still unsettled from the whole, is the minute that Chris Rock was slapped, it went so far downhill that I didn't give a sh. pardon my French, what <laughs> happened? Because that, that is so wrong on so many levels, Have, has he never seen how these things go? Has he never been to an Oscar ceremony where the host makes fun of people in the audience? This was not something about dissing her alopecia. She was gorgeous. She looked great. And the idea that you would pick on somebody who was unwell, I guess, I don't know what you'd call it, would never happen. Never happen Unless Ricky Gervais were there. But Liza Minnelli came out there and my heart just ached for her. She would have taken any kind of statement you would have given her because she knows that's what the show is. And I think that what this did was it just showed how phony Hollywood is. The the idea that Will Smith, who has been playing good guy all year long, trying to make sure that everybody is, oh no, I love everybody. It's so great. And I'm telling a story about love and it's all love, love, love. No, it isn't. It feeds into a narrative that we have been trying to erase for a long time in this country. And for him to do that was so wrong, they should have hauled him out the minute he did it and said, you're not accepting an award. And if you do accept an award, you're gonna do it somewhere else. But the idea for him to get up there and trying to use Lin-Manuel Miranda's love is love is love statement as his way of getting out of all of this was so wrong. If he were upset about what they said about his wife, okay? And it was harmless. It was a harmless joke because she looked gorgeous. It wasn't like he said something really, really bad. A little bit of additional context
0: was, and not not excusing anything, but something that was uh, I think more overlooked uh, than the the instance last night was going all the way back to two, 2016, Chris Rock had also kind of made a joke about Jada and seems like like there's just kind of a little bit of bad blood in general. And at the end of the day, it's it's a lot of things, but it was just shockingly unprofessional for someone who is so clearly a career Hollywood professional.
2: If you really are insistent on like you want to take a swing at this guy for like insulting your wife in your eyes, then just wait until the show's over and confront him about it. Then you're only making it worse for yourself to do it in the middle. Uh, of the broadcast. And then the academy is only making it worse by letting him actually get up and give a speech because like, like him getting to give a speech clearly didn't make things better for himself. He didn't seem like he was doing good while he was giving that speech. And like everyone in the room still seemed uncomfortable while he was giving the speech. So they, the academy handled that about as poorly as possible too.
1: The, The, what he should have done. Okay. Here's, here's the correct scenario, if you will. Oh boy. I'm excited for this. Chris has said something you didn't like about your wife. Okay, you don't need to respond to that. You can just sit there, not smile, not laugh. And when you get to the moment when you receive an award, you say, I was very upset that my wife was somehow the subject of a joke earlier in the night. I believe in love and I believe that we should protect those. And he could have gone on and had the people in the palm of his hands. But what did he do? He resorted to violence, which is always the lowest common denominator with any of this stuff. And he should not have done that. And he better be doing a lot of calling today. you know. When Denzel Washington has come over and be the mediator of this and tell him what to say and what to do, the oddest thing of all is that Diddy was the man who brought things back. (laughs) I never thought that would happen in a million years, but that's the elephant in the room. It is the elephant in the room. I will predict that he will say he's getting counseling because that's usually what they do to get through all of this. He had, he is seeking help for his anger issues. You know, it is what it is. What a year though. I mean, come on. He and his wife announced that they've shared some kind of open relationship. If that doesn't set you up for a joke at the Oscars, nothing does.
2: I don't necessarily think we have to have like legions and legions of people acting like this is the worst Oscars thing ever when Roman Polanski got an award in the two thousands or, you know, some of that other stuff like that. Like it was bad. It's definitely on the short list, but like don't be so quick to forget some of the other horrible things. The Oscars have let go in the
1: past. Well, Roman Polanski wasn't allowed in the country to receive it. Yeah. So they really needed to step in. They needed to say, well, we'd like you to leave. It's a lose-lose scenario for the Oscars in
0: that moment. If you boot him, is that the, the moral high ground way to go? Yes. Is that going to make for a, a good show or possibly allow for maybe he can pull it out with his, <laughs> his acceptance speech? And then that just ends up being this kind of rambling thing that doesn't even apologize to Chris Rock, which again, I, that's... There's clearly a a pretty intense undercurrent of of issues going on between the two of them that should have been acknowledged heading into the telecast. I don't know. I mean, at a certain point, like for as long as he was speaking,
2: as it went on more and more, it felt like actually kind of exploitative to let him like keep talking when, again, clearly not having a good night and not handling things well at all. Like at a certain point, maybe don't keep milking that for TV uh, ratings and just start Playing them off or whatever.
1: Well, why did they invite Chris Rock in the first place? You know, they knew that he would do something that would be as close to Ricky Gervais as they could get without going over. COVID wasn't the only thing they needed to worry about last night. (laughs) And you know what it did? It stole from the joy of Coda. Because really, when Coda won Best Picture, nobody cared. (laughs) It just was, it really, it was just kind of a damper on the evening. And you go, well, yeah, Coda won. That was
0: sort of the conversational track going into this was, is it going to be Coda? Is it going to be power of the dog? And then pretty early on, it seemed like Coda was bound for it. And I mean, we've definitely talked, uh, especially this most recent episode, we, we waded into a lot of the, you know, just sort of aesthetic uh lack that that coda has i mean what percentage of people actually saw coda in a theater i'm sure that they had to have it screen in la or new york for a weekend or something but then you know apple it's just it's on it's on apple so
1: it will change the the future of the oscars if they're allowing streaming films in in non-pandemic years then it's just a TV uh, gift. It's nothing else. Could this uh, qualify for the Emmys? You know, it was on TV. The Emmys are coming. There were only
2: three movies last night that won multiple awards. It was Dune, Coda, and The Eyes of Tammy Faye. And that's, that's pitiful. Those aren't the three best movies of 2021. Like no one watching movies would have a list that would specifically have those three at the top of it. And... Power of the Dog won Best Director and nothing else. And I don't know the last time that's happened. I, I was racking my brain.
0: It goes back to the 30s, I think.
2: Yeah, I was racking my brain and trying to look it up and get like to win Best Director and then nothing else. What is that?
1: I think that part of this goes to the long, long, long award season. Too many things affect whatever. And when Netflix was campaigning very heavily and sending out stuff to, you know, voters. People got tired of that. And they just said, you know, they're spending too much money on trying to get this because they wanted to be the first streamer to get Best Picture. Well, they weren't. Apple was. <laughs> and now maybe their Apple computer is going to be delivered all day long today to the voters for their, for their support. But <laughs>
0: you get a MacBook Pro and you get a MacBook Pro and you get just a, a MacBook earbuds. Pro. You
1: only voted for Troy. Right.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Bruce, you talked about the campaign season being long the ceremony itself wasn't any appreciably shorter than in years prior. It still came in over three hours. So it was a failure on that front too, because like the whole thing with cutting some of the segments and reworking stuff was we were going to have a tighter, leaner show. And it still ended up being like a three hour bloated mess.
1: And they lied to the audience by saying it was live. It was not live. It was taped.
2: And it was poorly edited. The way they cut to those like Previous award winners, it was so ham handed. Like you could tell, it was not from the same moment.
1: <laughs> and I didn't think they they utilized the three hosts well. No, you know they each got kind of a comic segment. They did one together, and and I think think Amy Schumer could do it alone. I really do, because she had a a little something when she did that last bit with um, uh, Jesse Plemons and Kirsten Dunst. Where, you know, I thought, yeah, there's something here. There's a little quality that might have worked if you worked with her.
2: I I will say there's no way that that's the first time in his life as a married man that Jesse Plemons has had to say, you know, she's my wife, right? She's married to me. Kirsten Dunst is my wife. Like, he's definitely had to say that before.
0: These are uh, like the most intensely opposite ends of the
1: wife guy spectrum on display. (laughs) (laughs) Well, and, you know, the, the Dead People segment. Awful. I kind of liked it. Oh, I thought okay. it was it, No, I, I did, because I thought that it wasn't so kind of, you would think Lady Gaga would come out there and sing Till We Meet Again or something, but where it had some kind of rousing moments to it. Now, they're going to all whine about who was picked to stand out. And was Ivan Reitman somebody to pick when you've got peter bogdanovich there you know i mean there. ned Beatty, yeah but that's okay but i love that there was kind of a a movement a little something more especially after all the crap we saw it felt like it was just bizarre i mean it,
0: so many weird tonal issues
1: was that betty white's dog i i didn't even like no no okay no it was just a straight straight let's go back to the very beginning you mentioned it that red carpet crap, that was just dreadful. And I don't even know who these people were, but they were (laughs) worse than the fawning fans that they brought out to answer some prearranged questions. And oh, Judy Dench, you've never done anything bad. I love you, you're great. This is a question? No, this is fawning. And they have reporters in their mix that they could bring them on and ask them a question. I, I don't even
2: remember specifically what the wording was, but like Denzel got asked a question by Macbeth that like, and he's a pro's pro and he got so thrown off by the question. He basically had to ask them to repeat it, which like, if that's happening, like you're doing a, a, a poor job.
1: <laughs> and come on, how many red carpets have they all been on? And then you bring rookies to go and ask them questions. They could have used that time to present those awards that they weren't putting on because we oh, yeah. really did not need this, right? They could have even had a little box down at the bottom showing the people arriving. So if you were really hot to see that dress, you could see that dress. But what's odd about this is that was some of the only times you got to hear what these people had to say. They're not using them in the show. So Judy Dench isn't going to be talking. Well, then we'll just ask Judy Dench great questions and we'll deal with that there. Yeah, And it becomes this... Fond
2: fest. Speaking of a uh, Judy Dench, just as, a, as another footnote of something which was just a total misfire in my mind. Uh, you have Javier Bardem and Judy Dench there, and instead you let Tony Hawk, Kelly Slater, and Sean White introduce sixty years of James Bond, which is then just a poorly run like clips package for for James Bond. I don't know what that was.
1: Well, that's trying to get those influencers, you know, and get all those people on TikTok and Instagram and whatever to just be excited and then tweet about it or whatever they need to do.
2: No one on TikTok knows who Kelly Slater
1: is. (laughs) But you know what I mean? That's what they were thinking. And it's just the the dumbest thing ever. And frankly, there were a lot of people there. I had no clue who who they were. And they could have used supers that said who in the hell this person was because then at least you wouldn't go, what? Who is this? Okay, so then the idea of Beyonce getting to sing a song somewhere else. Really? Did we need to go to Compton to shoot that thing? And it looked like it was taped. It really did. Oh, it looked, yeah, there's, I mean, some of the,
0: the shots that were close ups and then you cut to a, you know, like a, a drone shot or something and there's
1: no camera crew to be found. It was... How are they getting her over to the theater? You know, the traffic is incredible in, in Los Angeles, and the idea that she's going to come from Compton to downtown uh, Hollywood, not going to happen. No, not at all.
2: That performance made me like that song more. I, I was not that big a fan of it when I went and saw King Richard, but I was like, oh, this is a, this is a nice enough performance. I'm, I'm having second thoughts about this song.
0: So what do we feel about the the winners? Just the, the pure uh, Wikipedia entry for this year's
1: Oscars, like down the line, it's, it was generally pretty expected. It was preordained. You could really guess who was going to get it. I think
2: to that point, like at least on the, on gold Derby's website, there were like 10 people that got every single pick, right. That went perfect, which like uh, there's been plenty of years that that doesn't happen. So that speaks to things being ordained. And then, and in terms of winners, again, Dune had the biggest night of anyone in terms of just wins and most of those wins happened before the show started. So that's that's a misfire again for the Academy, that you're big winner of the night. Most people didn't get to see that actually when it happened.
0: Most people didn't get to see it. And I appreciated that every single winner for Dune made sure to <laughs> basically point at Denny Villeneuve and just be like, it's all because of you, buddy. <laughs> Yep. Despite him, you know, getting getting passed over for a director nomination, which is, again, insane. Uh, Him and Maggie Gyllenhaal getting uh, skipped on that is bonkers.
1: Well, you knew that Ariana DeBose was going to win and you could tell that she had prepared something. And it did end with, you know, a line from the from the film, which I think was good. Yeah, that was a good start to the night. Yeah, they, they had a great camera work on her, where it looked like you really felt she was in your, your living room talking to you. They did a great job with that. And then, for some reason, that close-up cam disappeared. So Except for Rami know. Malek. <laughs> well, and then Rami Malek didn't practice, no. because he kind of stumbled a little bit. And why wasn't he overdoing the James Bond stuff? They could have had the villains from James Bond. yeah. And I love this. I loved it was the 15th year or whatever since Juno. Is this really a year we should be celebrating? It's because you were able to get Jennifer Garner, Elliot Page and uh JK Simmons. Really? And yeah, like the the pulp fiction one, it was the 28th anniversary
2: of uh pulp fiction. You know that famous anniversary we all, we all celebrate, the 28th anniversary. Yeah.
1: And well, if they were gonna do years then, why didn't they do like 72, 82, 92, 2002? They could have done, you know, but they didn't. Nope
0: yeah, th- there was a, a whole lot of money left on the table, I think just from a production standpoint. And it the Oscars, by you know, definition, I guess, it it tries to be all things to everyone, but this year it felt like the most thrown together by committee but also way too many just bizarre moments i mean not even including the <laughs> you know the the obvious uh you know point of of real contention i guess with with will smith um yeah and just like the everything after the will smith slap which I get not a punch it was an open-handed slap and Chris Rock rolled with it
1: like a professional they need to go back to no tables and chairs you put those seats in the rows and you stick some of the violent ones in the middle and don't let them get out there
2: you go
0: you have to do a Roberto Benigni and just climb over and kind yeah, of like right, slap every right. single person like on the way up
2: Chris uh, to your point about them you know trying to do everything for everyone they seemingly did everything they could to get Marvel some love, including inventing some fan poles from whole cloth and still Zack Snyder won instead, which credit to the Zack Snyder people. They just wanted it more than the Marvel people. That's clear after, after last night, but that's a failure too. Like you have these completely hollow like celebrations that are just for Marvel to feel good about itself. And then that falls on its face too. <laughs>
1: That should have been an online only thing. Yeah. The the Flash enters the uh the speed force. Yeah. Yep.
0: The speed zone, whatever it was. It does I don't know.
1: <laughs> that brought so many kids in to watch that show who never would watch that show. Yeah, that really worked, right? Yeah. I mean, first of all, Zack Snyder fans and the the
0: general fan base of Zack Snyder is just such chaotic energy to begin with so you're you're basically asking for a Bodie McBoatface type scenario which we got yeah and then also just the the category itself where it's the you know the cheer moments or the fan favorites or whatever if you're going to go back as far as the late 90s like let's just You know, I don't know, like 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 the the train like coming at the audience, you know, from like nineteen twelve or whatever. Like you know, like let's give it up for for some real Buster Keaton hanging off the clock. Exactly. You would expect more from the people who run the Oscars to understand what good movies are. Well,
2: also another thing, I'm just completely calling like fraud on. How did a, a Johnny Depp movie that no one knows get third place in the Oscars fan favorite contest? No one knows that movie.
1: Minimac Mac or whatever.
2: Mina, Minamata.
1: Now I want to go to a good thing. Please. When Troy got his best supporting actor, the woman from Minari, and I'm, I know I'm going to miss, I'm going to botch her name so I don't want to pronounce it but she was so kind and gentle and she grabbed the award because she knew he wanted to speak with his hands she was so loving and looked up to him like this is yes this is a great moment and that was really really precious and it uh it should have gotten the headline not the slap heard around the world there there certainly were a lot of positive things that people are going to take from this that being one Jessica Chastain talking about uh LGBTQ Rights and how things are changing around the country.
2: Also, another one that I thought was a good moment was like Kevin Costner's little little monologue that he gave. That was one of the better monologues of the night. If you're if you're the whole purpose of your night is to celebrate movies and then most of the jokes are just about how movies are crap, like it's actually nice to have a guy go up there and be like, Hey, remember how magical movies are?
1: Yep. Okay. I think it was wrong for Regina to pat down the man if we're gonna be that kind of a place. That was, it was like, "Mm, I don't think you need to do that.
2: I just think that bit went on too long.
0: That bit went on too long and it was the kind of strange reverse sexism. Like it did, it didn't offend me, but it's the kind of thing that just seems very dated. And the way that they used Regina Hall in the hosting triumvirate was just kind of weak in general.
1: I thought Wanda Sykes could do things on her own. I thought it was a cute visit to the, the Academy Museum. Made me want to look at it. Agreed. And I thought that was a cute little bit. We didn't see the guys with the ballots anymore, the accounting firm. Oh, yeah. We didn't see, you know, the, I didn't see the president. Was he there of the, of the Academy? Usually they come out and make some kind of pontific. Um,
0: Pontification?
1: Yeah, they go off on something. See how late it's been. It was late last night and I was mad all night long. I couldn't sleep after that because I was so mad that the night was ruined. The night was ruined. I'm sorry, Will Smith, you're not getting it back from me because you really ruined a night that is fun for people. And the idea to go in that direction was just so, so wrong. And I don't know if it's his ego, that does something like that or if he felt that he had been a cuckold earlier earlier in the year and this was his way to prove to everybody that he was not that man he was the man who stood up for his wife and believed in what she said this is so stupid over the dumbest joke will smith definitely is is going to catch the
0: mvp award for driving this thing into the ditch but <laughs> even without but he had help <laughs> even without him having you know done that there is more than enough stuff that is solidly at at the academy's feet or at the you know director producer level of of putting this together that really could have been dodged I mean I've you know so many cell phones uh self owns not not cell phones but yeah just a a lot of unforced errors
2: I was going to say maybe don't have the best actor or so late in the show because
1: that's two years now where they've done that. And it's gone horribly wrong in completely different ways. It should have been in events earlier in the evening. Yeah. There were reports that they were telling reporters in the press room that they couldn't ask about this. Come on. This is like crazy. This is not a Scientology convention. No, you know? but it's also, I know, uh,
0: Questlove, who won the award that Chris Rock was handing out, he got off stage and headed to the you know reporters area, and you know somebody asked him about it. And he's just like,
1: "I'm not here to talk about that. Like, I'm here to talk about this and show." he Could blow it off. That's how it should be done. But you shouldn't have the press handlers saying you cannot ask these questions. That's the kind of stuff you get when you're interviewing uh, Tom Cruise or somebody else who might have too many things they don't want to talk about, and. Not at a place like this, folks, because if you just ask, well, how did the night go as far as you're concerned? They can open up and say, well, wow, look what just happened. And then I got an Oscar. It's so wild. I can't figure it out. But to, to try and mute them is really wrong. So where we're at right now with last
0: year's Oscars obviously being kind of you know driven off the rails a little bit by COVID and the film industry still bouncing back from that followed up by this year with them trying to return to some normalcy at the dolby theater and you know ultimately ending with this just absolute mess from top to bottom from an award standpoint anything that was a quote-unquote surprise was a pretty bland surprise i think the the more deserving movies didn't necessarily win it was a lot of playing politics for a lot of this stuff and not to undermine the quality of the actual films that won just saying um is there going to be an oscars next year
1: yes <laughs> but is it going to be in this form no i think they're going to go back to what traditional is it's going to be them sitting in rows they're going to have a single host they will have a Kind of a standard format because this stuff is not working. They didn't even do all five songs. What's up with that? You know, but they did do We're Not Talking About Bruno, which wasn't nominated, right? right? It, so well, yeah. you're doing that, but we're skipping the Van Morrison song because Van Morrison isn't around to sing it.
2: Given uh, Van Morrison's recent vintage in terms of what he says at live shows, probably not a bad idea to keep him from performing.
1: <laughs> Would it have been any worse than what we got? <laughs> I, I, I don't know but that's you know that's not right then you're skipping one and yeah all right be that way and then we don't talk about will smith that's what they should have been singing
2: it's kind of like because obviously part of of your question there's like a fatalism in that question and in some ways it does kind of feel like you can stick a fork in some of this stuff like the ratings have been trending down for a while now because people have you know a million other things to watch and like What is a critically loved movie is even further from what's a blockbuster now. Like it used to be, you know, a movie like the Godfather could get rapturous applause from critics and also rake in the money, but we're not like in that world now. And obviously that's a longstanding tension with this stuff. And you could, you could cynically try to say that something like Will Smith slapping Chris rock, maybe helped juice the numbers late in the show, but I really doubt that. And again, the show was too long. So I, I don't know what there is in the positive side of the ledger to to build on for next year.
0: Everyone right now is very much looking at the micro elements that are going into this and I mean I'm certainly one of those people. I think over the next year or the next 8 months or so as they're trying to regroup out of this my interest is kind of heading towards what is the current state of the celebrity industrial complex? The like how do we think of of celebrities? How do we think of movie stars? Because it definitely seems like we are laughing at them way more than we are admiring them in, at least, you know, compared to the past. Obviously, there are loads of quality, you know, celebrities that seem to be of a high high enough moral fiber to admire. But, you know, I'm just thinking, like, Nicole Kidman getting clowned, however rightfully so, for... <laughs> You know, the, the movies are magic and that's why we go here and, you know, heartbreak feels good in a the movie theater.
2: <laughs> no, heartbreak feels good in a place like this. Get it, get it right, Chris.
0: <laughs> I don't know. It just seems like like we're, we're heading towards more, more derision than holding them up. But Bruce is shaking his head. What you got? They
1: shouldn't try to attract a new audience, an audience that isn't going to go there anyway. And the idea of we're, we're going to appeal to the under 20 crowd, they're not watching this. Why would they? They don't even watch ones that are designed for under 20. The Grammys are going to be just as disastrous this week as it as the uh, Oscars. So don't even come with that. And you get people who all think they can fix it because they never watch the Oscars. Well, quit having those people in there. Talk to people who like the Oscars. Talk to people about what is good about the Oscars? And what do they remember about the Oscars? And what are the things that stand out? And you'll see, they missed a huge opportunity when they had the Godfather people there. That was so short and quick. It's like, really? Why are they even bothering getting out of their car? To me,
2: with the the Godfather thing, it was really funny that they, like, remixed some of the clips uh, with that, with, like, some uh, classic, like, hip-hop songs. Because, like, of like gangster movies, the Godfather is not the one that has the most credit in like hip-hop circles and stuff like Scarface and Goodfellow. So it was also funny to see them try to shoehorn that in to make it more relevant. But the like songs they were playing were from the 90s. So even that didn't work.
1: That was a missed opportunity. And they they should have been very cinematic about these things and maybe asked about something that was never told about the Godfather and then had them weigh in. I mean, you know, it's just—I don't know—and to give time to people that I really don't even know who they are, you know, the kid from Euphoria, should he have been there? I don't think so. I don't think he's made a movie, has he? But they didn't think they were having Rachel Zegler either until they got this old online poll going to get her back in there, and so there they are presenting an award. So it's a lot. For the of- record, the, the kid from Euphoria, the tall guy. Uh, against Rachel Ziegler.
0: um he uh, a lordy Deep yeah. water. He he was in deep water, which didn't come out. No, didn't come out in that in that time frame. But one of the least essential hot ones episodes, also, as I'm gonna just
1: casually toss out there, <laughs> I'll throw some heat rocks. <laughs> Coming up next, the cast of Bridgerton. You know, this is about how it is. And no, here's here's what they need to do. Okay, jump ahead. Some of those other craft guild presentation so you're not the last one in the in the mix and i would do it earlier i would have it more traditional and i would make sure that you didn't uh, skip over anything that was wrong because you could make that fun with the presenters you could have good presenters for those categories that you think are dull or the year that they kind of explained what all of the crafts were and what they did I remember them taking a a shaver into a metal bowl and letting us know what Star Wars, uh, some of their sound effects were, how they created them. That's interesting. Come on, if you're a movie lover, you'd love to know something like that. But um, they really don't care. They just think they want to make like a concert or a a special, a TV special. But they're not thinking about, this is an award show that is considered the most important award show ever. I think the...
0: One of the things that rubbed me wrong and is just needs to be cut from any future concepts of of the Oscars is making fun of movies or making fun of movie stars. Like I, I understand that the Golden Globes has a long track record, especially with Ricky Gervais, of kind of turning it into this weird roasting concept. But that's the Golden Globes, which have always been sort of a very dubious at best institution uh, so it kind of is a little more understandable but the idea of the oscars making jokes at the at the expense of the last dual screeners and stuff like that is just like why like why we love these movies we love you know celebrating them i'm thinking what was the um a couple of years ago james corden with the with the cats you know special effects jokes and it's just like you're tossing folks under the bus who you know slaved over this stuff good or bad and you know that are a crucial element of this industry and any of the other jokes that were just at the expense of someone it doesn't seem like the oscars is a place for that and there's
1: got to be ways to be funny in general are we giving a grade to the oscars it was on track to be a solid b could have even gotten an A minus because it did move quickly and I didn't think that I was missing anything. And it went to a D and you know why. And I'll tell you, I love I loved Jada. Jada is a great person. She's a wonderful interview. She is a strong woman and she could take any kind of joke that would be put out there. I really do think that this was all a show of how macho, if that's the term I wanna use, Will Smith wanted people to know he actually is. And I don't think it had anything to do at all with, you know, because he did laugh at the joke. She gave him a dirty look, then he, he had a, a solemn look, and then this started coming and shouting from the, state, from the floor, never good. So I would like to see some kind of reparation today about what's happening with this. What are you gonna do? And I don't know that we'll see it if he went to the Vanity Fair party last night and was hooting it up with everybody and they gave him a standing ovation, which was wrong if there should not have been a standing ovation for him. um, Then I don't know maybe it's a lost cause and maybe those of us that were hardcore Oscar watchers they're peeling us away because we don't need to have the people's choice awards, we can watch those. Jared let's give it a grade. F
0: F.
2: Like, I mean, it was it was a disaster. And I probably like I sincerely and I know it's impossible to like extricate this from the proceedings. But like even if the Will Smith thing didn't have happened, I don't know how much different I would be feeling because of, again, all the other stuff. Your biggest winner of the night is like it basically has no real presence during the actual ceremony when it matters most. That's a joke. The the newly created awards. Those are a joke the in memoriam has jamie lee curtis holding a dog and like a peppy version of spirit in the sky playing that's that's a joke too like the, there was so much stuff that was a disaster before like that slap even happened to to make it the nf in my book
0: i'm right there with you i yeah without the will smith thing it would have maybe been like a c minus but anyway bruce
1: let's start a fresh year better next year Please. and not be so quick to kind of crown people before it starts Jared?
0: Yes. You want to take us out?
2: Oh boy. Um <laughs> yes. Look, uh, just just go and, and see something good. I don't have a good joke for this one. Uh just go see something good. See something good in theaters, see something good on on streaming, go watch the movies that weren't uh respected nearly as much as they should have been, whether it's Power of the Dog or Liquor's Pizza, not getting anything at all, or like Pig not even getting nominated. Go go watch some of those movies. Cause like, even in an ideal world, the Academy Awards aren't perfect and they skip stuff. And that's a frustration. It's like a longstanding one too. So just go and see something good. However you can do it.
0: We'll be back next week with more good stuff. Make sure you're subscribed to the show so you can get us every single time we upload a new episode. Check our show notes for links to where you can stream the movies and shows we talked about, discover older episodes. We've got interviews with Cody Smith McPhee back there. We've got uh, Bruce interviewing one of the curators at the Academy museum back there, all that good stuff. Um, Bruce interviewed Diane Warren, got that back there. The show is produced by myself, Bruce and Jared, and I'm the one who records and edits it. We hope you enjoy the show and are taking good care of yourself out there as always. See something good.
1: We don't talk about Will Smith. That's what they should have been singing.